It's year three for Brett Bielema at Illinois. Eight wins last year, pretty good, but a lot of talent left for the NFL. Going to be interesting to see how things go this year. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really appreciate it. And we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Does Brett Bielema take a step forward? That'd be a big step forward coming off an eight-win season or take a step backward, replenishing all that talent. We'll take a look and analysis of the team and the schedule game by game. And also, we'll close it out with Tuesday Tweets, one of my favorite sections that we do each and every week. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's start it off with Brett Bielema. I think this is one of the more interesting coaches in all of football. Just an interesting guy. By the way, before he got to Illinois, uh, they only signed uh, four players from Illinois the three years prior to his rival. Since uh, the last two years, he's gotten like over two dozen kids just from Illinois. So he's keeping the kids from Illinois in Illinois. That's a big major step forward for him and the program. And, uh, you know, just look at the guy. We're, we're putting pictures up on, on YouTube. If you're just listening on the audio podcast, I'd like to describe what we're doing. Uh, it, look, he was an old uh, nose guard playing for Iowa back in the day. Kind of looks like a John Madden type, an old school throwback guy. Just love him. And, of course, Wisconsin, Arkansas, he coached there and coached for the Patriots and the Giants, too, and uh, has come back to the Big Ten coaching at Illinois and a pretty good career, three Big Ten championships and a Super Bowl championship with his time with the Patriots. So the guy has the resume. There's no doubt about it. Tough-nosed teams. Play a lot of hard-nosed defense. They'll run the ball, and that's just what you're going to get out of a Brett Bielema football team as they get ready for this upcoming season. We need to take one look back at last year and this defense because this is the team, the part of the team they really have to replenish as we move forward. The defense last year was number one in the nation in takeaways, number one in interceptions, number three in total defense, and number one in scoring defense, less than 13 points per game. I mean, that was their bread and butter. The guy in charge of the defense, Ryan Walters, is now the head coach at Purdue. So he got a new head coaching job out of it. They got to revamp the defense a little bit here. And they, the talent that they lost, uh, corner Devin Witherspoon, of course, was the fifth pick of the NFL draft going to Seattle. He's gone and safety Sidney Brown and Kendall Smith are gone, as is Jartavius Martin. Those four players alone uh, counted for 17 interceptions last year, and they're all gone. So that's uh, a lot of work ahead for this football team. They run the 3-4 defense. They've got some new corners coming in this year. Uh, Tyler Strain, he made his first start ever in the bowl game against Mississippi State. And, of course, uh, Tavian Nicholson, 
academic all Big Ten, started 10 games at corner and then missed three games with the injury. He's better. He comes back. So new guys that have been around, but they're going to get some more playing time. They're going to have to jump right in there. Also, they got a transfer from Louisville and Nicario Harper. He's going to help out at strong safety as well. So that's a look at the secondary. That's what everybody's going to be focused on. And later on, when we look at the schedule, the first three teams that they play really like to throw the ball. So the secondary is going to be tested right out of the box early in the season. The defensive line, different story. Now, remember, they run a 3-4. So their front three, as good as anybody in the Big Ten. And huge, humongous. Uh, Zerjan Newton, 6'2", 295 pounds, going to be in the NFL someday. Had five and a half sacks last year, 13 tackles for loss. They also have Keith Randolph, 6'5", 305, and he had 13 tackles for loss as well. And then they have not one but two really huge nose tackles. Tara Edwards at 6'2", 320, and Denzel Daxon at 6'2", 315. If you want to run against Illinois, try moving those guys out of the way. Good luck with that. At linebacker, Isaac D'Arcangelo, he is gone. He was their leading tackler, so he'll be missed for sure. But Tariq Barnes comes back at eight and a half tackles for loss last year. He's one of the team captains and an academic all Big Ten. So I think they'll be okay there at linebacker. So that's how I see the defense. Now, I usually, when I start out these previews, usually everybody likes to talk about the offense and quarterbacks, but I thought with Illinois, it was important to start off talking about their defense because I think that absolutely is the story for them this year. Uh, so let's go to the offense now. Cornerback Tommy uh, DeVito is gone. And Luke Altmeyer, he comes in from Ole Miss. Interesting story here. He's a talented kid, but he started off backing up Matt Corral, who's an NFLer now, and Jackson Dart. By the way, I love that name, Jackson Dart, for a quarterback. He's got three years left of uh, eligibility at Illinois, Altmeyer does. And also a little bit of experience backing him up at Ball State transfer, John Panic, who threw 18 touchdown passes for Ball State last year. So I think they're okay at quarterback. Wide receiver is an interesting story. Brian Hightower is gone. He transferred out to Cal. That's too bad. I'm sure they would have liked to have kept him at Illinois because Isaiah Williams is back. Isaiah Williams had 82 catches. He had five touchdowns, and he's first-team preseason All-Big Ten and was a team captain, just a great guy. Can you imagine what the Illinois offense would have looked like if they had both Hightower and Williams on either side lining up wide out but uh hightower's gone but williams comes back we'll have to see who else steps up to join him in that wide receiver room at running back another big hole to fill as well uh chase brown i say chase brown chase brown quietly i'm using air quotes quietly got 1600 yards last year they got to replace that and he's uh he's with the Bengals now fifth round pick reggie love i think will get the first chance at that and uh, it might be a little bit of running back by committee. They got some size there, too, with Josh McCray and Jordan Anderson. Both guys are about 235, 240 pounds. So when I get to the goal line and uh, red zone situation, goal line situations, they're going to have a, a lot of options at running back. And who are they going to be running behind? Well, they're probably going to be running to the left side. Look at that. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mark, mark this right here. The first goal line, the first first and goal situation of the season, they're going to run the ball to the left side. You watch. They got Julian Pearl there at 6'6", 315. He's a tackle. And guard Isaiah Adams, 6'5", 315. Both of those guys could be all Big Ten. Pretty special. 
So that's a look, a quick look at the team and the roster and their needs and their positions that they got, they have to replace from last year and try and put it all together here and have a special season for the fighting Illini. It's at this portion of our preview that I like to look at uh, recruits kind of helps you, you know, stay connected to the future. And we'll look at the class of 2024, a couple guys coming in. Speaking of staying connected, LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the lockdown podcast network. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Don't have to waste a lot of time with it. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college terms and conditions apply. All right, some of the recruits that really jump out at you for the class of 2024, they're ranked. If you look at the ranking services, they're about they're a top modest top 40 in recruiting at Illinois so far. I'm sure they like to be a little higher up. So far, their best commit just signed actually just the last week, Khalil Valentine from Chandler, Arizona. He's a running back. He's probably their best guy they've gotten, and he just committed uh, in early July. Also athlete Deshaun Griffin from Morgan Park, Illinois, just signed on the 12th of June and committed. Uh, defensive lineman Eddie Tork uh, from Lyons Township in Illinois, another kid staying in the state, signing on the 12th and also in early June. Uh, offensive tackle Caleb uh, Pyfrom, uh, 6'5", 300 pounds from Omaha, Nebraska, and he signed on the 12th of June as well. So that – is a look at uh, some of their top recruits coming in for 2024 as we look ahead. So now that we've looked at the team as it is presently put together and a peak around the corner in the future, we'll take a look at that upcoming Illini schedule. And I'll give you an honest game-by-game analysis of how I think this upcoming season will play out as we continue on Locked On Big Ten. Brought to you by FanDuel today. You can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks. You bet it down and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Got another couple. You know, I always give you some hot tips here. I actually like the Angels over the Yankees and I like the Tigers over the Royals on the money line. I love that. I love doing the money line picks. You can do all kinds of stuff. Money line, over-unders, run totals, prop bets. That's just $200. You can spend betting all kinds of different uh, things on the prop bets. And it's all on a, uh, an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Nothing better than that feeling, getting that money right away. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. It's super easy and it's super fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, as we continue looking at the fighting Illini, let's take a look at their upcoming season. Uh, Again, an eight-win season last year. A couple of notes here. No Michigan, no Ohio State. Okay, a little bit easier, a little bit, but they open up the season against Toledo. Now, Toledo is the MAC champion, the defending MAC champion. I didn't, don't take them lightly. They and they will like to throw versus this young, untested secondary. This is why I mentioned this earlier in the program. These first few teams on the Fighting Illini schedule like to throw the ball. They're going to test those young guys in the secondary. That's a uh, seven thirty night game, by the way. Uh, the season opener and home opener against Toledo. 
And then week two, it's a Friday night game at Kansas, 7.30, Friday night, September 8th. And uh, they got a guy, Jalen Daniels. He likes to throw the ball too. So that's going to be a, a tough battle. Uh, the Illini, hopefully, Illini fans, you go there and get a tough win on the road because coming home uh, next week, the following week, week three, on the 16th of September, you got Penn State. It's a noon game. Again, Drew Aller. Drew Aller's going to get some Heisman attention this year. This guy can throw the ball, and um, that could be a tough game for Illinois. So let's just say Toledo and Arkansas and, and Kansas, Toledo and Kansas, they win those games. Tough day against Penn State, two and one. Got Florida Atlantic the next week. Should be able to win. Should be might be a little tougher than you think, but they should be able to win that game. And then on the road at Purdue, this is going to be a huge game because it's at Purdue. I think it'll be a tough game on its own. You got Ryan Walters, the former Illinois defensive coordinator from the previous year. You know, he wants this one. He wants this one bad. So he's got his former uh, boss and his former team coming to his place at uh, Ross stadium in West Lafayette. You know, he wants to win that. There's another problem here for Illinois. I don't know what the reason is, but Illinois can't seem to beat Purdue. They've lost three straight. You know this if you're a fan. They've lost three straight to Purdue, and they've lost six out of the last seven. So let's put a little asterisk by that. could be a tough game for Illinois. And then the following week, another Friday night game, this time against Nebraska, 8 o'clock under the lights at home, a team that beat pretty handily last year, 26-9. to I think they can win it again. And then Illinois goes on the road to take on Maryland. Maryland's pretty good. That's going to be a tough game. Win or lose. I, that's going to be a really tough game. Um, I think Illinois can win, but I, I can come up with a bunch of reasons why I think Maryland can win that football game too. Then Illinois comes back home on the 21st to take on Wisconsin, the team that beat 34-10 last year. And that goes into the bye, late bye in late October on the 28th. After the bye, they hit the road. They take on Minnesota, a team to beat 26-14, and a team I think they can beat again this year. Uh, the 11th, they take on the, the Indiana Hoosiers. That's a home game for Illinois. Illinois lost this game last year. They lost uh, the season opener at Indiana. And it was the only time all year Indiana threw for more than 300 yards against the great Illinois secondary. So that was the first game of the season. Bugs hadn't been worked out. I think Illinois is going to be looking for revenge against the Hoosiers in this game, no doubt about it. And then uh, on the road at Iowa, a game that they won 9-6, to six, Illinois did. All of Iowa's games were like that, 9-6, low-scoring games. So it was just kind of a weird deal. Um, but that's going to be a tough game. Tough game because it's at Illinois late in the year. And then Illinois gets to come home and close it out against Northwestern, a team that probably will have a disastrous season with what's been going on here in the past couple of weeks and probably weren't going to be that good to begin with. So you add it all up and I mean, I'm, I'm looking at eight and four right here. Maybe you have a hiccup at seven and five, but some of these games that, uh, that I had as losses or close games like the Purdue game or the Wisconsin game or the Iowa game, you go and win one of those three. Maybe you're looking at a special season. Maybe you're getting nine and three. Maybe you're getting ten and two. Maybe it's there to be had. It just depends how quickly this this uh, Illinois football team can come together with all the new players uh, with the new responsibilities. Because again, a lot of talent was lost to the NFL. A really good football team last year. So that's how I see it. That's my honest assessment of the upcoming season. 
for the uh, for the Fighting Illini. I want to thank you uh, for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. And you everydayers out there, our next show is going to take a different approach. We've now previewed all 14 teams. I want to do a podcast tomorrow on the impact that I think UCLA and Southern Cal will have on the Big Ten moving forward because one year from now, they join the league. And maybe how much impact the Big Ten will have on them. I don't know what they're expecting. We're going to dive into that just a little bit more. So be sure to subscribe. And by the way, thank you for all of you that have subscribed. We've added just hundreds in just the past couple of weeks. Uh, if you've already subscribed, also there's that arrow with the share button. If you wouldn't mind sharing with a friend or family member that you think would be pretty interested in Big Ten talk. And um, I would really appreciate that if you'd pass the word along. Share, follow, and like uh, Lockdown Big Ten. And um, that'll do me a great favor, and I'll be very, uh, very appreciative of it. Uh, coming up, our next feature is Tuesday Tweets. I always have fun with this. I hope you do, too. That's what we're doing next on Lockdown Big Ten. All right, time for Tuesday Tweets on Lockdown Big Ten. What we do is I, I surf the old internet, look for interesting uh, Twitter feeds, and I like to share them with you. And again, if you're listening on just the audio version of this podcast, I'll uh, try and explain this in detail so you don't feel left out. But we do have it on video if you're watching on YouTube. So I will put them up. And the first one today is from at Sup Caroline, a Penn State fan, obviously. And got uh, Kalen King, a picture of him from Penn State. And it says, best cornerback in the country. And it's King saying, yes, definitely. You know, I like a lot of confidence in my corners. In fact, you got to have confidence. Got to have confidence. So he might be. That might very well be one of the best uh, corners in the country. And certainly in the Big Ten as well. Also from at Blue by 90, a picture of Hunter Dickinson who, as you know, left Michigan, transferred to go to Kansas. And he says, Michigan is the fake Midwest and Michigan not as nice as Kansas. Well, I was born in Michigan and I take offense to that. I don't fake Midwest. I don't know what that's about. But clearly Hunter Dickinson was not happy at Michigan and decided to leave. Surprised a lot of people when he announced that he was going to leave. Here's at Barstool Spartans. It's got a picture of five quarterbacks on it. Named the best quarterback in Michigan State history. Got Bill Burke, Jeff Smoker, Drew Stanton, Kirk Cousins, and Connor Cook. And I think without a doubt, it's not even a conversation. It is Kirk Cousins, the best quarterback. By the way, if you want to disagree with me, hit me on Twitter at TalkBig10 or leave a comment for me here at the bottom of the YouTube page. I get back to all of those. Let's see what else we have here on Tuesday. We've got a couple more up here. Here's one from at Wolverine Chronicle talking about Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. This person was uh, watching or uh, rewatching the 2022 Penn state game, which is a perfect representation of what can happen when both of these guys are healthy. You're absolutely right. That's why yesterday's show, we, rank the running games of the big 10 and Michigan is number one head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, let's give a little love to Ohio state. Here is at the Scarlet and gray. It lists three running backs, Carlos Hyde, Ezekiel Elliott, and JK Dobbins. And if you play the game, you got to cut one bench one and start one. Who are you picking? Is this of the, the college version or the NFL version? I'll go with the college version. And this is impossible by the way. I would, however, cut Carlos Hyde 
bench J.K. Dobbins, who was a thousand yard rusher, and I would start Ezekiel Elliott. I cannot get out of my head. Ezekiel Elliott rushing for 220 yards in the Big Ten Championship, and then a few weeks later, following that with 230 against number one Alabama. I'm not getting in front of that. I'm not benching that. I'm not cutting that. That guy's starting for me. That's how I'm going to go with that. Again, if you want to disagree, hit me up on social media. Let's see what else we have here. At uh, College Football Report, a picture of Marvin Harrison, a little 30-second video of Marvin Harrison. Is he the best player in the Big Ten? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I think he very well may be the wide receiver for Ohio State. Not much argument there. And then uh, PFF College puts out the easiest schedules in 2023 based off of 2022 records. Louisville has the easiest schedule in the country, but I noticed they have four Big Ten teams in this uh, top 10 or bottom 10, however you want to look at it. Iowa, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, Maryland, and Wisconsin. Well, let's see here. Iowa, they don't have Michigan or Ohio State this year. Maybe that's why they're on there. You know, just a side note, if you've got Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State on your schedule. You, in my opinion, got to be one of the toughest schedules in the country. And if you don't have them on, maybe it's a little easier. Nebraska got Nebraska at number four. And I remind you that Nebraska does not have Ohio State or Penn State, but they do have Michigan on the schedule this year. Maryland comes in at number nine, the ninth easiest schedule in the country. They have... They have everybody. They have Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan on their schedule. So I don't know how you could say that they have the ninth easiest schedule in the country. That one I think is ridiculous. However, they do have Towson and Charlotte on their schedule early on as well. Maybe that has a little something to do with it. And finally, Wisconsin rounding out the top 10. Now, they don't have Michigan and they don't have Penn State. And they do have Buffalo and Georgia Southern. Maybe that has a little something to do with it. So uh, that is a look at the easiest schedules in our final final tweet on Tuesdays or Tuesday tweets. You want to tweet me something interesting? If it's really good, I'll put it on every Tuesday right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Appreciate you checking that out. Thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Every day is our next show. We'll take an early look again at the impact of Southern Cal and UCLA coming to the Big Ten in one year. And we'll flip it too. the impact of the Big Ten on those guys. They're not going to just come in here and have an easy cakewalk. That is for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to having you join me there. Many ways to contact me at Talk Big Ten on Twitter or the comments here on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And to get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it is available each and every day. Now I invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. In the meantime, have a great day. As always, enjoyed our visit. And I really, really look forward to our visit tomorrow. Hope you check us out. I'm Craig Sheeman for Lockdown Big Ten.